Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smod Coast Morning Show. Blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smod Coast Morning Show, Tuesday Left Coast Edition. Oh, there's... Oh, we're not on. Oh, it's now official. you're official. Marty's panicking. Must be showtime. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. Scramble, scramble. Yeah, when Emily came here, I was... He was naked. Ooh, lucky Emily. <laughs> no, I got a peek today, Radio Land. How's he doing down there? <laughs> well, he had a towel on. Ah, Towely. Yeah. In my mind, I, I had no towel. Um, <laughs> good morning, guys. Welcome back. Sorry we missed uh, last week's show. We've had some scheduling Couldn't issues. Couldn't do it without me, huh? Yeah. Uh, Bill was out of town and... Um, yeah, and this week uh, Kruger's out of town. He's in Austin right now. So if you're in Texas, say hi to Steve. Emily, you're back. How have you been? Hello, I've been well, thank you. I've noticed you have significantly less hair than the last time I saw oh, you. Well, really? She was, she was here for that. Yeah. Than the last time I yeah, but saw oh. you. But it's, you're not adding anything new that the audience hasn't already heard. Yeah, it's my perspective. <laughs> Probably the only reason why I'm fucking here. You want to bore the shit out of them with your bullshit politics? Oh, well, now that you mention it, <laughs> I think the picture is If you want to nice. join in on the conversation, you can tweet in at Nooner Dan Marty. Email us. We got some, uh, a fairly full sack today, but you can Nooner. always toss Yes, that's a Nooner Podcast at gmail.com. And then TuesdaysMornings.tumblr.com if you want to follow along with the Tumblr page that's maintained by Darren and Tyson. Darren hosted. Um, so Congress just ended their summer session. And they're now on break for over five weeks. They get a f- over five week break. You got a haircut too, Marty. You both look cute. Um, <laughs> this just in. Yeah. See, the last time I saw Emily, she looked too much like me, so I had to get. <laughs> yeah, we had to differentiate. It's an it's a arms race. So five weeks of vacation that War Congress attrition. is getting, uh, and they've accomplished next to nothing. They've hemmed and hawed about passing immigration reform, saying immigration uh, Obama's proposal was too expensive. Hem, hem, ha, ha, and then hem. rather than trying to negotiate a compromise, they, they at the very last second they passed down the stripped down bill that would have, you know, destroyed legislation that's already there. Um, and it was purely ceremonial so they can go back to their constituents and say, "Well, we tried, but Obama just wouldn't work with us." Mm. Um and so, you know, they've been called the Do-Nothing Congress, which is a, re- a reference to the Congress of 1948. And most other Congresses as well. Well, no, I mean, specifically for time, 1948, when Harry Truman um, called them the Do-Nothing Congress, and they passed um, 908, 908 bills in that Do-Nothing Congress uh, in, of 1948. This current Congress uh, has, with five months left in their session, has passed 142 bills. That's so the more almost bills. 700 fewer bills. <laughs> the more bills you pass, the more useless you are? Uh, no, no. They pass. They're more useless is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Because it passed 700 fewer than... He's saying in the olden days to do nothing, oh, you actually did a oh, lot more than I we see. do okay, now. And you. to be honest, you know, this is... I, I understand why that is. Like, I don't like it, but that's what was promised. This is a Republican Congress that's been bolstered by the Tea Party. Uh, you know, a lot of Tea Party representatives who insist that government is too big and invasive. And they campaigned on a platform to shrink government, cut taxes, cut spending, cut regulation, you know, neuter big government. And that's government. And they, and they, <laughs> government. even though we complain that they do nothing, God, they, they have succeeded God, in that, that, uh, that campaign promise to get nothing done, you know. 
or to. So are you to, congratulating them or are you mad? At well, them? no. I mean, we voted these assholes in, and this this was <laughs> but on somebody's their. Somebody's actually doing what they promised. They're doing what they promised. <laughs> you know, and especially now that there's a black president, they want don't want him to do anything, and. Uh, so tons of conservatives are secretly happy about this, you know. Or not very secret. Not very secret. Um, yeah, and th- their philosophy is no government is better than uh, big government. And yet, it and yet, took elected officials to make that happen. Isn't well, th- it weird that conservatives are like, we want the government out of our lives, and yet they're the ones to push abortion rights, and they're the well, ones to push like right. anti-gay marriage? It's like, what? What? Make up your mind. Well, it's it's they want the freedom to make money and pollute. But right, they want, but they don't want the other people to be happier in control of their lives. Right, <laughs> or ever have sex, ever. Yeah, yeah. With anyone. Yeah. So the problem is when there were two wars going on when Obama was elected, and two wars that weren't funded, that were started by Republican administration, and the cost of these wars weren't included into the defense budget, um, and when they the Bush administration cited uh, the costs, they didn't include the post-war costs of caring for veterans. So it's no wonder that the Veterans Administration is having, and also it's a big bloated organization that's hard to run. Um, but it's in this past spring there was this huge blow up about that, and um, so there are these, you know. Did anyone propose more? Oh, you can eat pancake breakfasts. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, the, that was the Red Cross, right? No, no, the Red Cross gave free donuts. No, oh, we do we do a lot of um, all you can eat um, at yeah. the veterans halls in, yeah. Yeah. in Cleveland. Yeah. Just don't drink the water. That's Toledo. Toledo. What's the Dick difference? face. Um, so anyhow, they, they've got these returning soldiers facing months-long waiting lists to get basic treatment, and and you know this is Obama's. That's the th- that's the thing that makes me the angriest. Yeah, and this is Obama's responsibility to get this done. And every new well, knew this was coming, and he you know he could have acted more quickly. And now they're preemptively. Having, yes, and now they're dealing with it. And oh, we have another guest coming in who who's a, a returning guest. Can you move your Hiya. gaver bag? Well, if you'd told me there'd be a third guest, I wouldn't have put it there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the, so at the at last why, second, why are the dogs coming at me? Because you're there's so a new guest. Lovable. They should be coming at your guest, not me. I've already, we've already. All right, let me speak. Caught up. So Congress at the last minute passed a 17 billion dollar bill to bolster health care for veterans, and there were three Republican senators who voted against it, saying it was too expensive. And then, you know, two of them supported the Iraq war, but they don't want to pay for the cost. It's like, anyhow, it's, it's, they, anyhow, despite these three senators, the, the veterans bill, uh, passed and who knows if enough. And then also at the last minute, Congress passed a bill to extend highway funding, the, the highway trust fund. Uh, but rather than renew it, they just extended it a few months and did this whole budgetary gimmick. You can look it up if you want to, uh, to give businesses tax cuts to pay for it. You know, stupid, complicated, bullshit thing. But basically, it's like taking a credit card to pay your credit card bill. Uh, that's a really good point. Um, when you say uh, they don't want to pay for it, they, they vote in support of the war, but they don't want to pay for it. That's an ongoing theme. People don't want to really acknowledge the true cost of things. And right. it's not just for veterans and war, that's a really big one. You know, we have to take care of those soldiers who, who don't go and do that dirty work and then we don't abandon them when they come home. But also the true cost of everything. We have cheap labor from the prisons. We have farm subsidies. We have this and that. And we're just using up all the resources and not 
understanding the true cost of that, you know, new lotion warmer that you bought at Walmart. <laughs> Um, by the way, that was Giselle joining we us. We have someone with an accent on the yes, show. Yes, Giselle Hello, has everybody. been on the show. This is her <laughs> second time on the show. This is Bill. This is Emily. This is Giselle. I think we've met before. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. recently, but nice to see you yeah, again. Yeah, not this early. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. And Emily, nice yes, to meet nice you. nice to meet you So too. this brings up the point, like, small government is great. Did she get a haircut? Fine. Did I okay, get a haircut? Bill. <laughs> oh, I thought you were done. Focus. You said you could look it up as this whole big thing, and no, then you no, introduced just, the new no, guest. No, I, I thought you were done. I was in the middle of speaking. <laughs> that's so, not true. Well, yes, it was. Well, small government is good and fine. Shit costs money. And that's, that's right. That's, that's the moral point. of the story. Yeah. and She so, already said that. I got yelled at for you repeating what she already no, said? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm expanding on what she said. Repeating. Nope. Because with less of an accent. <sighs> All right, I'm turning your microphone off just for a little bit. Um, so when George Bush started two wars, instead of increasing taxes and cutting non-military spending, he cut taxes and created you know huge spending plans like Medicare Part D, uh, which is going to cost over $700 billion over 10 years. Um, back in World War II, like Americans were asked to conserve and buy war bonds, and then taxes were increased. And then the Korean War happened, and they increased taxes again to pay for the wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people were actually on board with that. Uh, and, you know, because shit costs money. Did you hear about this? The Because um, the, I, I, I actually have a political question. Oh, please. Um, so there's this thing going on. I learned about it on The Daily Show where... Um, that's where we all... That's where, where all I get this, all my all this stuff is from. <laughs> where uh, big businesses, in order to evade taxes... It is an evasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, are claiming, setting up yeah, setting shop. up overseas mm-hmm. shops. Now, here's my question. So, okay, you set up an overseas shop. You don't have to pay taxes. Why are they not being heavily, heavily, heavily tariffed? Uh, well, because they've lobbied Congress. You know, these are big corporations, and and we don't we don't have big tariffs. We actually lowered tariffs and increased taxes. Um, that's backwards. I'm quite sure that that's entirely backwards of what should should be. Yeah, but but these are also corporations that might be based overseas, but they're still manufacturing stuff here, or you know, so like. So the basic fundamental issue is that we're taxing Americans and not not imposing any tariffs. Well, yeah, I don't actually. I mean, that's a good question, but it's. Uh, we set up a system where corporate taxes were sort of in place of tariffs, and now we're sort of, you know, we're paying the price for it, I guess. I mean, we we just set up, it's a global Well, we wouldn't economy. be paying the price for it if we didn't let them get away with that, you know? Yeah. Um, but the, okay, so back to my point. Okay. The bottom line is if we demand stuff from our government, wars, roads, police, education, whatnot, we got it pay for it and we're in this culture of entitlement can i say that i have never once demanded a war oh well you should i would just i would just like to go on the record it's your right what about the war on poverty uh well nobody government's not spending money on that (laughs) but have you called for it like right now we're in a country where people are just saying stop those terrorists in afghanistan fix my potholes give me my social security and then saying lower my taxes you just can't have it all. yeah but there and also don't and, be a big government that's involved in everything yeah and you know there are lots of cases of welfare fraud or big corporate fraud and and you know and that's certainly go after something, the corporate fraud but that's but it's also the culture of just sure, like you know we yeah. we we expect things, but we're not expected to to pay for, pay for things. 
and entitled and aggressive. That's yeah. I mean, we can <laughs> we can look throughout the world and throughout history, and the fact is, well-functioning governments are there to protect borders, preserve personal freedom, and maintain social equality. And that shit costs money. And we should be having a conversation about how much we are we as individuals are willing to pay for it. I am totally willing to pay for uh, socialized health care. Like, I I am willing to be taxed and pay those taxes. I'm not I'm not keen on paying taxes to create war machines, but I am totally keen on paying taxes to to get everybody covered, make sure everybody's health costs are are, are seen to. By the way, good morning to Jenny Marie and Logan and Tyson and Jadelyn and oh Bill Watterson. Oh hi Keegan. Bill. Jeff Strong, um, and everybody else, just tweet in if you want to hear your name said. <laughs> That's all. It's as simple as that. Um, so, how what have you been up to, Emily? I've been up to a lot of plays. Is what she's I've been an up actress. To. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just I just closed a play uh, this weekend. Did you um, get your haircut for one of the roles? I did not. I got my haircut because I always wanted to have my haircut, and I didn't do it because. You know, you're always told that you want to look more flexible as an actor. You want to be able to flex different ways. But you know what? I wasn't getting work with my hair long. <laughs> so I said, fuck it. I'm going to look how I want to look and how and I'm happy. And now you're booking like crazy. Well, I actually have booked everything that I've gone up for since I've cut it. That's fantastic. <laughs> anything like anything high paying? No. You're kidding. You're kidding me? <laughs> it's really cute. It's very pixie. Thank you. I didn't do anything with it today. This is This is when I wake up, roll out of bed and... And leave 10 minutes after. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so yeah, I just wrapped a, a much, a closed is what we say in theater, a much ado about nothing. Um, and then, uh, and then. We say the Scottish play, because if you say Macbeth in the theater, it's bad luck for the theaters. Your finger in your ear. And what are you supposed to do when you say Macbeth backstage? I don't know. I'm not superstitious. I've said Macbeth backstage. I just know everybody else yells at you. You're like, dude, get over it. I just would say it and then watch everybody freak out. Um, by the way, did no one, neither of you, no one here went to Comic Con, right? Comic Con. No, um, not this year. I did year. not go. Um, I meant to talk about this last week. I know it's been a week in the making, but I, if you were at Comic Con, um, please tweet in. Let us know how it went. What was cool? What was not cool? Um, how you managed to walk the floor without having a panic attack because of the I, density of the crowds? Yeah. Also, I want to hear about your cosplay. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, exactly. There was a great, um, I, you know, I just saw the photos, but there was a great Pulp Fiction uh, pair. Oh, wow. yes. oh, I saw those guys too. Yeah, did you see Stephen yeah, Colbert did. cosplayed as his as the character he cameoed in, in Lord of the Rings for the Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, panel. yeah, yeah, yeah. What a he nerd! Cameoed as in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Stephen yeah. Colbert. Yeah, he had an eye patch on and in the uh, new one. In the last one, the Desolation of Smaug. Oh my God! How funny. And I guess he he moderated some Lord of the Rings panel with within his, his costume, and I think his son was with him too. Um, and then uh, Adam, a nerd Adam Savage uh, went as John Hurt's character from Alien. Uh, wow! So he was wearing the he had the full costume like the the spaceship thing, and then nobody knew it was him because it was steamed up because it was so freaking hot. And then oh, he, no. he also had the face hugger on. On it, on nice. his mask, and so was, absolutely unrecognizable. Yeah, but he could only go out for like fifteen minutes before he yeah, <laughs> overheated out. Yeah. yeah, I actually, I guess that's a well, probably not a new thing, but a lot of uh, 
people who'd be way too recognizable to walk the floor, walk the floor in some sort of costume. Yeah, like Brian Cranston last year. Yeah, Peter Jackson and uh, uh, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe did a full-on Spider-Man. Oh costume. yeah, yeah, that, yeah. This year, what a nerd, nerd, nerd. Uh, but the best thing I saw from Comic Con was the. Um, I only say that because that's how Kevin says. Got it. Um, was the guy was wondering? So I was like, "Well, that's not funny," but he's sticking with I, it. It keeps making me think of that it's from North Korea or something. It's Comic Con, you know, <laughs> communist con. Um, the uh, the Mad Max trailer. Yes, I see it. Oh, I've been excited about that, that for a while. It well, was out before Comic Con, though. Uh, oh, all right. Well, I thought it came out right at Comic Con. <laughs> shows you what I know. Wind right out of Marty Sales. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, I'm extremely excited. It's the entire movie is just one long chase sequence, which is basically what Road Warrior was too. Yeah, uh, and Road Warrior is one of my favorite movies of all time. I've Those stunts in Road Warrior mm. were amazing because they were all real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is incredible. Supposedly the emphasis of the making of this film as well. Really? Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. There's still some digital stuff, but uh-huh. the, all the car stuff I think is is. Speaking of haircuts, Charlize Theron going full bald. Oh, mm-hmm. good for her. For the movie. It's relevant. So don't yell at me, Marty. <laughs> no, totally. For your obsession with haircuts. <laughs> you know why? You weren't interrupting and you were participating in the current conversation. It was currently my reaction to Emily's haircut when I said it. Um, Jeez. Did, uh, no, I'm, well, I was just commenting on the situation. This is what it's like when, mm-hmm. uh, when Bill... Is this is why you haven't been back in a long time. <laughs> oh. um, I was talking to Giselle at that um, oh, I see. I didn't realize it was a private side conversation no, no, I was in the podcast. The people that I was listening, <laughs> who I was, no people. I, I was letting to. the people listening know that I liked Emily's new haircut. It's like a family Jesus. reunion. Let it go. Let it go. Uh, there was a uh, there was a march of zombies at Comic Con. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know where you're going with this. Let yeah. the Comic Con pronunciation go. And it's. Um, the woman was injured. Was she killed? Uh, she was injured, as far as I know. I don't think. I think she's like broken. Does everybody know what you're talking about? Yeah. So there was a a car that was uh, basically there's a huge parade of people dressed as zombies, and then there were just some people who weren't necessarily dressed as zombies, but were just marching in along after them, and they were blocking this crosswalk, and there was a a car there, and the car wanted to get through, and then people started sitting on the hood and being ugh, aggressive, being aggressive. Trying to get in the car, and then so then getting way into character. And the the family in the car, they were deaf, and so they freaked out and they accelerated through the crowd, injuring one of the uh, uh, one of the marchers. Um, there are so many people at fault right now. Yes, <laughs> in this story. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I don't. I mean, I. You know, I'm I'm all for deaf rights, but I don't know how you can drive. Without, Seems really unsafe to be able hearing. to drive without. Yeah. Hearing. Oh um, God, yeah, ambulances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come just and oh Jesus, think of those uh, the motorcycles that you hear coming yeah. and you the know not to merge. Yeah. yeah. So also, who in their right mind takes a car anywhere near Comic Con? Yeah. Anywhere near the San Diego Convention Center on the weekend of Comic Con. Well, I was thinking that in that scenario, the the convention center should have uh, traffic police. Or they do. They're, out they're, there. Most of the streets are blocked off. But I mean, clearly they need to extend yeah, to that failed. particular mm-hmm. intersection as well, just to have a traffic uh, guide. Also, yeah. if word? you're a parade and a car is trying to get through, um, and they're not, like, it's not a anti 
Palestine parade and it's a Palestinian car. Um, <laughs> give him a fucking break. <laughs> Let the car get the big deal. You're dressed as a zombie. You're an right. adult dressed as a zombie. Like act like an adult for two seconds and let the car go through. For God's sake. Yeah. Yeah, but that has to be an agreement between so many people at once. Which so I think somebody take a leadership doing. role and not the one who sat on the roof of the car. Yeah. yeah. Like don't have, that's our leader. Let's yeah. follow his. Like be like, hey, one hey, time, grow up. One time I was driving through a small town in the Midwest, really small, and we see all these people sitting on the on the benches on the sidewalks of this one main road in town, and we pull over and we say, what what you're sitting here for? And they say the parade is going to start. Get off the road. Oh. <laughs> so we pull over and we watched a small town homecoming parade. Oh, like, that's cute. Was it just like a convertible Cadillac that just went through pulling a like a wagon? It and was, that was it. <laughs> yeah, it was some of those. The fun Were they all zombies? They 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 was not, but they was from the Midwest. So, so I, maybe kind there's of equivalency there. I don't know. They was really nice. But the funniest part was uh one of the guys on the float which was just being told, he yelled to one of the guys on the road, hey, we're going to go fishing tonight? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so it was that kind of parade. Small town. Yeah, that's adorable. But it was adorable. I really like small town parades. I, d- I liked it too. Everything was homemade. Yeah. Um, Marty has taken the squeak toy away from his dog, and she does not look happy about it. He. He. Uh, Jeff Takeover went to the Tampa Bay Comic Con this weekend, and that absolutely counts. His girlfriend was Bubbles, and he was Professor Utonium from Powerpuff Girls. Aww. And Logan uh, Bubbles Jubilee from uh, The Wire? From Powerpuff Girls. Uh. Um, Logan Jubilee. Oh my <laughs> God. Went to Comic Con, and uh, he said media bombardment overload. Oh, so what is he doing to uh, counteract that? Sit in a dark room for a while and meditate? Isolation tank. Yeah, Isolation tank to get centered again. Mm -hmm. In the middle of (laughs) Comic-Con. But on me, I'm getting centered. You know, uh, I was just thinking that, you know, that about that deaf family and they were probably just so panicked about that whole situation. And the deaf, are you guys familiar with deaf culture? As a, a thing. I'm completely in the dark. You know, there there are people who, uh, Shh, uh, who raise. You know, they are completely isolated in their own community, and they don't want their kids to learn how to read lips. You know, if they if they have uh, deaf children, they don't want them to. Why? Uh, because they want them to. Because sign language is a very specific sort of communication. It's very different, uh-huh. and they want them to to. They don't want them to have to conform to something to something outside the deaf community. There are even, but they do want them to have to conform to something within it. Um, they want to maintain. It's like it's like a cultural preservation. Ma- preservation. Thank yes. you. That was the word. Yeah, and so there are. But can't you? Can't you? You can be fluent in sign language and also read lips and have a. But more probably, varied life. It's probably basically. like those, you know, the, the people who come from another country and they won't speak their native language in front of their kids because they just want them to learn English. It's just sort yeah. of like a grooming. And it is there, and it's a very insular culture, or, or you know, parts of it are. Um, and uh, and there are even deaf parents who like, you know, uh, there's a genetic predispositions to deafness. Some some forms of deafness. They will choose. They will actually go through genetic. Uh, sort of uh, treatments to hmm. try to have a deaf child. To actively mm-hmm. seek having a deaf child? Wow, that's 
I, wow. Yeah, because uh, they don't think of it as a, as a handicap. They think of it as a difference. I could see that, like a cultural yeah. thing. But, wh- I mean, what do you think about that? If we have any deaf listeners, tweet in on this subject. <laughs> um, good one. I don't... Uh, it took I, me a moment. <laughs> I had to think about it. <laughs> I, I personally, I'm, all, I'm uncomfortable with any kind of um, genetic engineering. The, you know, the, the, if you do this and this and this and pay for these treatments, you can be guaranteed of having a girl or having this. Yeah. Any of that just is, to me, is a sign of control. Of a desire to control it's an a child and, a, and, a, and the outcome of, of, of a child and, the, and a child's life and a child's viewpoint. And, and that, that's a kind of parenting that I don't, that makes me uncomfortable. Would you do genetic screening for something like Down syndrome? That's a great question. I've actually been thinking about that syndrome. actively yeah. because I've been thinking, I've, I've been thinking more and more at this point in my life about being a father, having a child, that kind of thing. Um, so I've, I've been thinking about that. Do you have a lady friend to help you with that? I have a lady friend who won't shut up about it. <laughs> so that's why. Also, that's <laughs> she's why. forced you to think about it. Right. You think about Are you it. thinking about it? Are you right. thinking about it? Exactly. Are you thinking about it now? How about now? <laughs> uh, that's not far off. Um, but she, her voice isn't as annoying. You were intentionally doing an annoying voice, Marty. As you're, 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 How dare you? <laughs> your natural uh, voice is sonorous and, and delightful. Um, <laughs> and that is one of the quest- one of the issues that I wrestle with and haven't resolved. I don't know what I would do because it, it seems like that is – I have a lot of friends with autistic kids. Um, I have a lot of friends who are dealing with uh, things they weren't anticipating um, as parents and – it's frankly, it scares me. Yeah. I have a friend who's uh, very not just pro-life but pro-abortion. Wow! <laughs> and she say, she say she think abortion should be legal up till five years postpartum. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. So that we have choices. Marty is now regretting uh, buying a do you dozen know, squeaky uh, toys for his daughter. <laughs> My initial thought was um, that, you know, why why um, make more separation, you know, for mm-hmm. the deaf people who want mm-hmm. to be separated, have separation, keep the kids separated. But then I think I'm not them. I don't know what they feel. Life is hard. And maybe that they find that's the easiest way or most comfortable to make a community among themselves. I mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. So... All I think for me is just to try to be understanding of everybody that I come into contact with. I know that sounds really vague, but everything else is so complicated and that is simple. Just mm-hmm. try to understand the point of view of everybody that I come into contact with. Mm-hmm. That's simple. That I can do. Try it, to do. It just yeah. makes me, I guess it just makes me uncomfortable when, Okay, if you're, if you're deaf and you choose a deaf partner and your child is born deaf and you, ch- and you know, you choose this community, that, that's one thing. But to genetically engine, to, to, to aim for having a deaf child, that's not about the child. That's yeah. about that, you. That's about you and about yeah. what you want for yourself. And you want to have this insular family. Okay, but that's, you're yeah, not yeah. having a child for you. Yeah. You're having a child for its life. Right. And its future. But they think, they're in a they're in a worldview that says that deaf is better, and that they will have a better life if they're deaf. But shouldn't the child have be discovered what it would be something? Yeah, shouldn't the child discover something on its own and not be programmed? But then you could also say, wouldn't a child with Down syndrome discover something on its own 
and not be proud. I mean, I think my problem with any sort of genetic tinkering is that it enforces that one way of being is better than another. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a hard thing to say because I know that families who have kids with Down syndrome or, or autism struggle a lot and, and mm-hmm. the demands that are put on them are much more than, than people who have children who not have those. Um, but it's also, I really, really chafe against the idea of saying that some one way of being is lesser. I like, I, I really hate the idea of giving the impression that being autistic or being having Down syndrome is a lesser way of being, and to to actively discriminate against that as if a child born is as if you had a child with Down syndrome and you couldn't love it just kind of makes me sick to my stomach right you know but but by the same token i absolutely understand and i'm totally sympathetic to the to the to the struggles of of, of the parents so i don't have an answer right yeah i don't either because it's 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 life-changing it, not in the way you expect having a child to be life-changing yeah it, it, everything then is geared toward geared towards the care of the child because of the ways in which they can't and never will be able to take care of themselves mm-hmm. or you pawn it off to a right. home or a facility, which is which is still another wrenching, yeah, yeah, yes, it's a financial one for sure, and and also, I would think there would be an element of guilt you'd, oh, yeah. you'd spend the rest of your life living with if you had handed off a child, an ill child, to a facility. That's why I'm fine with the reset button. You know, if you genetically screen that sort mm-hmm. of stuff, um, it's I think it. But then what about? And I hate the slippery slope argument, but mm-hmm. this I am generally curious is like what about parents who 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 say i will only have a blonde haired blue-eyed child right exactly yeah you know uh, but, and, and oh god can you imagine if certain countries like china start tinkering and they'd have like a two percent birth rate of girls you right, know right and that's that is truly terrifying <laughs> yeah um i don't know i mean i'm i think you're right it's a slippery slope but i think Everybody has like like we were saying that deafness being a difference, not a disability. Mm-hmm. I could pretty firmly say that I'll label certain things as disabilities. You know, mm-hmm. C- certainly being like a, a lobster baby would yeah. be a disability. Those know? listening at home can't see, but Marty just made wonderful lobster claws <laughs> with both it's, hands. It was very illustrative. Which actually made being a lobster boy seem kind of appealing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, lobster boy was like a, he was that, I don't know what the the disability is called and that's very insensitive of me, but there was a circus act guy named lobster boy and apparently he was a real asshole. Oh, yeah. Well, you wouldn't want to hear. Wouldn't you be too if you got stuck like that? But, uh, yeah. My favorite circus freak is always the six foot man eating chicken. Uh, isn't that just a man in a chicken suit? No, it's a six foot man eating chicken. <laughs> Where do they get the men to, that they eat? Who volunteers for that? <laughs> they had a big sign, come see the six foot man eating chicken. And then you'd go in there and then it's, it's a just six a, foot man who is eating, eating chicken. Tall, tall guy with a, a plate of, of chicken. chicken. Yeah. Really? And they say, hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm trying to eat here, buddy. <laughs> And you say, that was a dollar well spent. <laughs> I appreciate your gag. Truth in advertising. <laughs> yeah. You got me. Um, 
Did it, let's just do a quick media roundup. Did anybody see everybody see Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm so excited to see yeah, it. I have not. Don't I say a thing. It. I am so excited not to see it. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, our fun. friend John, who um, Giselle and I's friend, uh, he did not enjoy it. No, I loved it. I had it was just. You know, I'm thrilled to see it. It's a, right up my alley. Bucket of popcorn mm-hmm. and just shoving it in my mouth while I was <laughs> watching this. Did you use the flavor toppings? Uh, I forgot. Oh. What yeah. would you have put on if you had remembered? The furry. Fuka, Caramel? Furry? No. no Were the, you about to say the, the furry? The seafood stuff. I, I they have yeah. seafood toppings? I was, I mean, seaweed. Like chopped, chopped seaweed. Oh, and, oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's different than furikake. seaweed flavoring sprinkled yeah. on popcorn. Bukaki? <laughs> Yeah, it's bukkake. Yeah, I wish I have bukkake on my popcorn. I think I don't know what it is. I don't want to know. Don't tweet in. <laughs> but I think it's something really dirty, right? Uh, I don't know. You'll have to look up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so. looking. I'm not going to look. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know. She knows better than to look things up on the internet. <laughs> I had, when I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy, the guy I was sitting next to, he, he was a guy who came alone, went to the movies alone. And uh, he was so... Well, first he just started, I was at an arc light and all of their seats are together and he just would not stop wiggling. I've never seen anybody with such ants in his pants. And it was like, I became seasick. There was so much, he was just constantly rocking. And I was, you know, doing that thing where you not even watching the movie for a good 15 minutes because you're debating if and how you're going to tell this guy to get his shit together, you know? (laughs) And I kept looking over at him and I just realized that he was so, he was in his probably mid twenties, but he was so full of boyish delight. It was pure boyish delight. He just could not like contain himself. He was so excited to be watching this movie. Probably in his mid twenties. And I just had this thing was like, dude, I cannot tell this this guy to stop, stop so enjoying the movie like i cannot be that person um so i i i my friend and i got up and moved because i was like i i, I just couldn't squash his yeah. boyish it was really like cute it was one of those things where it's like if he had a webcam on him i would have enjoyed watching him watch the movie mm-hmm. but it was like sitting next to him when i finally like sat down somewhere else where the seats were still i had that ah. that residual like <laughs> that residual seasickness of like oh god land <laughs> you know <laughs> when, when I went to see Cold Mountain, there was it was a crowded theater, and there was an older, two older women sitting behind me, and they just they, every time Jude Law showed up on screen, they would go, "Oh, he's so handsome," <laughs> and then I, I was so annoyed, but then. Uh, Every time, it'd be, oh, he's so good looking, so <laughs> handsome. And then uh, we, I just, I was delighted because they were so taken by him. I like how one of them talks like Peter Laurie, too. Oh, no, they were, oh, oh he's, he's so, so handsome. handsome. <laughs> I have to put him in my laboratory. <laughs> we just started, yeah, it was great. Um, but uh, have, it, have any of us seen uh, any of other James Gunn's other work? Like, is, is this sure. an obvious progression to, oh, get yeah, to this yeah. point? Yeah, Super was his last film. Apparently, he did a porno. No, he didn't. He did. <laughs> he did. He did uh, it's porns like these short films with porn stars, uh, where it's like porn scenarios, like but with uh, you know, but have no porn in them. Oh, that's it's funny. like PG porn is what it's so like the pizza delivery man, and then they don't end up, yeah. and then they and then they get high and discuss the meaning right. of life <laughs> but with, with actual. I think Nate, uh, 
Nate Fillion did one. Oh, oh nice. Mechanic, but then they have actual porn stars in them. That's and they're funny. very they're very funny. And, and then he did Slither with Nathan Fillion, right? Oh, he did Slither. Yeah, yeah he did Slither. I've seen none of his, his work. Life at the time. I've seen none of his work, but I've followed his career for yeah. many <laughs> years. Yeah, he, got, he started uh, as a, he was PA. a writer, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he started writing for Troma Films. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's that's oh, he's a Troma guy. Yeah. And then didn't that he explains trauma? it? I knew there was something. I was like, I was watching this movie, and there's something a little different about you know, it didn't have that perfectly streamlinedness of like a Joss Whedon movie or like yeah. the Captain America movies. It wasn't, you know, perfectly wasn't tight. There's something a little sloppy about it. In a very enjoyable way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I was wondering what it was and now that I know he's a trauma guy and everything. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Joss Whedon named the character of Gun in Angel after, if not this gun, one of the Gun brothers. Oh. I think this one, mm-hmm. though. Because Matt Gunn writes for Bill Maher, um, his middle brother or one of his brothers, and then his other brother's an actor who's mm-hmm. in, was in Guardians um, of the Galaxy. Oh, is he? He was yeah. in... Uh, and Slither. Gilmore Girls. I used right. to be a fan. Oh. I, had, I had a crush on... What's her face? What, uh, what is her face? Lauren Graham. That's the one. I had a huge crush on her for years. I can see that. Yeah. Did you, did you know her? She's sophisticated. She seemed nice. Yeah, she she went to Columbia or Barnard. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, she seemed like a nice lady. Um, but uh, it was very comic book. Cute Guardians of the Galaxy. Weird, is, cute nose, Lauren Graham has. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna look it up. Guardians of the Galaxy was like a uh, much like a comic book. It, it, whereas Avengers, you know, I just watched Winter Soldier uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Filmed uh, in, in Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, I was just in Shield headquarters last week. Oh, cool. AKA the brand new atrium at the Cleveland Museum of Art. <laughs> I guess all the Clevelanders, when they saw, I, I didn't actually pick it up at the time. I just saw the streets and the action sequences and recognized Cleveland, but I didn't realize they were filming in the atrium. And it's a gorgeous piece of work that's that is only just nose. been con- con- I've been constructed. called a gorgeous piece of work myself. <laughs> and, and when they were screening the movie in Cleveland, like all the Clevelanders were like, no, don't destroy that. We just built that. Like, it's all exploding. And they're like, no, we just built that. It just opened. It's a cool <laughs> building. I like oh, it's stunning. Yeah. I had lunch there um, uh, just last week. And what it did you have? Stunning. <laughs> it's a great question. Um, soup? Oh, no. I had a, They did have soup options, but I had uh, some sort of tandoori chicken wrap. Oh, that could be nice. It was nice. you got to get the ratios right because if there's too much wrap and not enough of the filling. No, I usually can't stand wraps, but this was a nice thick. It wasn't just that like cold, thin, um, what do you even Deli call meat? it? No, no, the actual wrap, the, the bread. Oh. It was a nice thick. Like pita, pita. bread? Yeah. Oh, thick yeah. and fluffy. Mm. But then, so it wasn't, but it wasn't cold either. As opposed to like a lavash, which is very thin. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Or a tortilla. And sauce, I really don't did like it tortillas. Have sauce on there along with the chicken, a little bit of Yes, sauce? It, had a, it had a little bit of everything. The guy kind of went to work. Oh, uh, I got to watch him make it. Um, only in Cleveland. And uh, he was scooping from all sorts of different bowls. Oh, did you have a good trip in Cleveland? I had a great trip. Um, I started in Chicago uh, for my lady friend's family reunion, and I really enjoyed being with her family. And I loved Chicago. I haven't been in Chicago in ages. And I haven't spent as much time downtown as I did. I was in Old Town and Gold Coast. Amazing, oh, right? it was stunning. And we took one of those. It's cheesy, but well, yeah, well worth yeah. it if you're in Chicago. Riverboat architectural tour. Sounds nice. corny, but the river cuts right through it. And the buildings are a thrill And it, to learn more about them. Because you're like, wow, that's cool. That's cool. But to actually learn something about them was fantastic. And I had just seen, um, and I you must see, uh, Life Itself. No. What's the Roger Eber? Life. 
Life oh. something. Ebert, isn't Roger it Ebert documentary? Ebert? No, 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 no. It's no. called. It's called like, life. I think it's called Life Itself. Yeah, I think so. Uh, which is fantastic, and a great deal of it takes place Only in Chicago because he was a Chicago newspaperman. So you're seeing the Tribune building, and ah. And then the, the Sun Times building. Aha! There was a rivalry, and I know all about it. <laughs> and they're not even mentioning it on the tour. I know more than you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome. Uh, we, and then we stayed in this gorgeous hotel in in Gold Coast and rode bikes along the the, the beach. And there's a beach like right mm-hmm. in downtown Chicago. Yep, fantastic. Yeah, was it? But it gets crazy hot there. It wasn't. Oh, it does, but it wasn't. Um, lunch with an old friend who's working with Second City now in Chicago. Hmm. Um, and then uh then got to be in my hometown. I was in at the Happy Dog for their sixth year anniversary. It's a bar my brother owns. Um danced. I danced. For <laughs> and you didn't dance by yourself. I didn't dance by myself. I was with my gal. There was, was a, a period very where, where Bill was dancing by himself. Yeah, I was getting really high and going to nightclubs and dancing by myself. And it was super fun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's part of me. Missing Trying it. to sound like you're depressed no, about it. No, it was Billy a blast. Idol, like Billy Idol. Uh, yeah, I was dancing with my... <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw The Purge Anarchy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which is much better than the original. Really? Yeah. I'm so delighted that people are making movies about everything I never want to see. <laughs> it was it was actually nice because is it, is it a horror film? Does it feel like a horror film? Yeah, well, it's more, more like a, it's like a th- more like a thriller. It's like a it's kind of like the um, I love the premise of it. Yeah, it's fascinating to think about. Mm-hmm. For the one night, all bets are off. You can do whatever you want. No emergency services. Nobody come to help you. And I think if that happened in real life, I'm toast. Yeah, me too. I don't stand a chance. That's it. I don't stand a chance. <laughs> we had the discussion, you know, that comes up in nerd groups all the time of what would you do if there's a zombie apocalypse? And somebody asked me the other day and I blinked and I thought genuinely, I'd probably die really <laughs> fast. Die, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be amongst the first casualties? Yeah. I'd be, in, I'd be in the first wave. <laughs> I'm a shambling human. I, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I think if any of those things happen, the things that you see in movies, I'm not going to be in the, the hero. group of heroes <laughs> yeah. that survive. That I'm not, that I'm going to be one of the first ones exactly. killed or eaten. We're or cannon fodder. Yeah, totally. <laughs> the aliens will come and we will be gone within the first five minutes. <laughs> Um, so the first purge takes place in a home where it's a home invasion thing. And, but meanwhile, the whole city is, is on, you know, is purging. And this one takes place in the city. So it's sort of more expansive and it's a lot like the warriors, like trying to get from mm. A to B, you know, just some, uh, a bunch of people being hunted. Don't give it away. I can't wait oh, to okay, see yeah. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. The premise is just that there's no law for one, one day. day. Yeah. What would you, what would you do? I know. I would hold up and hope. Yeah. In a hold bunker. up and hope. I would go camping in the most remote place, you know, I could oh. think of. I wouldn't want to be exposed. I would want to be in a, in a, in a bunker. Probably. Part of me would want to crash a car through a, a, stop, a shop front. So you, you would be out marauding and doing things you would not hide purging away. is what they call it um purging. you would out if it happened in real life i would absolutely hide away but if i'm allowed <laughs> to think about what i would like to do without fear of consequences it's drive a car through a shop i almost wonder what a would happen shop? like if uh, just as long as there's that lots tandoori of place that everybody would hide <laughs> yeah i think right so i bet it would be like the quietest night on earth because everybody <laughs> would be hiding i don't Get killed? Yeah. Are you crazy? Because everybody would be like, "Well, everybody who hates me is coming for me. I can't fight them all." Like the violent people would even be like, 
I'm not that. Yeah, stupid. I got a lot of enemies. I should yeah, probably stay. Yeah. A lot of people hate me. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they'd be the most in danger because everybody would be like, "Oh, maybe I could kill that one guy who insulted me at the party." But then there are a couple people who want to kill me. I think I should probably just stay in. <laughs> Yeah. There'd be like three assholes duking it out in the streets, right. and that's it. Um, I also saw Boyhood. Oh, yeah. I saw Boyhood. And did you enjoy it? I did. I At one point, I remember thinking, all oh, right, it's a Linklater film. Nothing's going to happen. Mm. They're just going to keep talking, and then it'll be over. And I'll be like, oh, oh thank you for that three-hour moment, Richard Linklater. And that's what happened. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty stunning movie. You know. Just- Wait a second. Are you guys in agreement? Or not? <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah, yeah. Oh, so you enjoyed it, even though it was... I did. I did at around hour two. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, nothing's gonna happen. Like, and I, then you I, let it go and yeah. enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. okay. And it's it's kind of nice. I mean, they play around with expectations a lot, uh, or like you because you kind of expect something to happen, mm-hmm. and um, it doesn't. Well, I mean, <laughs> spoiler alert, right. by the way. Uh, and it's, it's... It's a rambling Linklater movie. It, yeah, I don't think it rambles. I think it actually... It rambles a little. Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was slightly overlong, um, but that could have just been the circumstances of my going to see it, where I didn't realize it was going to be so long, so I was rushing to get the last train home, <laughs> uh, um, as opposed to just sitting back and relaxing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think if you go in, make sure you go in with an empty bladder. Right. Mm-hmm. Bring a little nibble, you know, something to drink. You're going to be there for a while. You're going to be there. What for did a you bring? Marty? Not much did you bring some? Uh, you know, I just did you bring had the hibachi? a big breakfast and made some, you know, hash uh, browns. Mm. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> so it's sort of like a hash just with vegetables and stuff. Oh, oh and, okay. And okay. eggs. And so I was pretty full going in. I just oh, had okay. a, a sodi. Well timed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, can, can we switch to a different movie oh, now? Oh, sure. Have we said all there is to say about boyhood? Um, yeah, I, I think uh, in terms of like dramatic endings, I didn't need a dramatic ending. I thought the journey was so enjoyable. So, mm-hmm. um, and I was I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. And obviously, the device of aging on screen without the use of cheap prosthetics, Jersey Boys, um, <laughs> was at fascinating. You, Jersey Boys <laughs> was it was pretty fascinating because it's not just this kid that you see grow yeah. exponentially. But it's actors that you know and recognize from other films, and you're watching them age too. That's yeah, it was really impressive. It was it was a, it was a fascinating. It was a lot more than just a stunt. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating. Um, I'm gonna see it, Giselle. Well, uh, first I must say that my superpower is to lie in conversational wait and then spring something really boring on you, <laughs> <laughs> and this will be no different. <laughs> Uh, because I saw the film Finding Vivian Meyer did you guys see that one it's a fascinating documentary I don't know Vivian Meyer oh wait she was this lady and she just was a quiet lady she worked as a nanny nobody special cannon fodder like we say right uh, cannon fodder in the zombie apocalypse yeah that's right because what happened is this guy buy from an auction a trunk full of photographic negatives he was going to use for an art project and then he said these photos yeah they're really amazing like like really spectacular Mm -hmm. yeah New York in the 40s 50s and uh, so he do research and he tried 
to find, and it turned out to be this lady Vivian Meyer, and it's about his uh, uh, journey to find out about her and a little bit um, about her life and who was she. She was reclusive, right? Yeah. Well, no, she. Uh, yeah, she was um, just within her small life. She was a nanny, so she interacted with those people, but she never promoted her artwork, and she had amazing talent up there yeah. with all the big names that you know mm-hmm. in photography she was as good as them you see you, they show you the photos yeah. so that was really Did they good have a lot of knowledge of her life uh, they find some letters and they start to piece it together she was a little bit cuckoo crazy hmm. <laughs> uh, Shocker. they don't really know why she did not ever do self-promotion um, maybe she fear rejection she, it seemed like she do try to put things out but it, it was hard to tell why she just let herself not pursue her artwork but what I took away from it was you just don't know the gifts that lie inside the people that you meet. And they look like normal, boring people. Hey, why you cut me off in traffic? Hey, you're ahead of me in line at the grocery. Hey, I'm walking past you on the street. And you don't think much of those people. And you don't know what genius they have or what is really special about them. There's a treasure in everybody. That sounds so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't say that in the movie, do they? No. They, leave, they leave you with that feeling, but they, they leave don't you just with that feeling. out and say it. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, but I think that's true. And what was it called again? Finding Vivian Meyer. Oh, I want to see that. Um, very quickly, Darren uh, tweeted and said, "Boyhood and Transformers are the same." Length, more happens in boyhood. Ouch. Uh, Logan Jubilee said, I agree, Purge Anarchy is way better than the first. Oh, that's good. And Jenny Marie says, I have a genetic condition called Marfan syndrome, and I'm never having kids. Don't want to pass it on. (gasps) Oh, that's really interesting. What is Marfan syndrome? I think it's a a genetic deficiency where your uh, connective tissue has trouble forming. And it can vary in intensity. So what are severity. her symptoms? Actually, I, I, I don't know. So Maybe she will tweet mobility. in if how it affects her life. Yeah, yeah. And um, oh, you know what? I also tweet in what you have learned from having this condition in your life. That is interesting not to me. kids? Besides mm. that. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Did we discuss Snowpiercer on this we podcast? We did. We did. Okay. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. What did you think of the ending? Where do you see that? Where do you see I that? see it on demand. And you can see it, uh, and I think it's playing in Lemley. I saw the Los Feliz 3. Okay. But it is, it, it's on having. On demand. It, you what is, can what is get that? it on the computer. Okay. iTunes yeah. and such. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's can found a big see, audience there. If, can you see a movie at the movie theater on demand? Like if you just stand at the ticket booth with your $10 and then you say, I demand a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that would work. I don't think that's necessarily what they mean by viewing on demand. Giselle is delighted with herself. Right I'm going to do that now. I want everything to be on demand. I demand a tandoori rep. <laughs> um, I, I had no, I had no issues with the ending. You mm-hmm. you did not mind the ending. No, not at all. Because um, I, I, well, I don't know how much we can talk about it without spoiling. But no, 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 so don't spoil. To me, it was. I don't. I don't think this gives any details. But to me, I don't think this gives any spoilers. Um, to me, the movie was never about whether they live or die, whether they succeed or not, whether they get to a new 
Dawn or not. It was just never what the movie was about. What is it about? To me, it was about the structure that they're living under, their unwillingness to live under that structure, and then the discovery, the potential discovery that it was never necessary in the first place. It's a very or it was no longer necessary. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a very. That's all I can say without giving a specific that would that would be a spoiler. Like uh, the way the upper classes try to keep the lower classes down. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very operatic kind of uh, comic book ending, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in a very good way. But but I can see it's without giving a specific about the ending. I can't discuss why I love it so much. Okay, yeah, well then um, let's not talk. So I won't. But I will say it it had. A great sense of humor, but it was still unsentimental about war and class warfare. Mm. Um, and I felt like the opposite was the case with all of the other blockbusters that I haven't enjoyed this summer is that they were extremely sentimental to the point of being sappy and they were humorless. What, like what? Um, uh, Godzilla. Oh, right. Okay. Um, Robocop. Oh, which God, isn't a summer movie, but, but it's the same, same tri- issue. Mm. Um, and to a lesser degree, X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm. No, not to a lesser degree. It was, it wasn't humorless. The Quicksilver scene was hilarious, but they filmed that after the fact and put it in because they're like, wow, this movie's fucking humorless. Oh, wow. Um, I'm uh, dying to know what you think of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I can't wait. And be- because of that, it felt much more human and much more real, even though the whole reason I loved it was this complete suspension of disbelief because of how absurd the premise is. I don't know. I, I just thought it worked. That worked much better than anything I'd seen recently. I want to see that. And what I loved about it so much was my ability to identify with what was going on. First, I identified with the underdog. I was like, yeah, go up there and show those upper class. And then he's storming through the upper class. And I'm like, oh, I'm the upper class. Like <laughs> in, in, the, in, the met- in, the, in the life that this is a metaphor of, I'm the one sitting in the hot tub being like, who are these guys with hatchets? Right. Um, <laughs> So I was, like my identification kept switching in, in good ways, in ways that made me feel, feel terrible, in ways that made me root for the hero, in ways mm-hmm. that uh, made me think a lot more about um, everything, which is what very few movies have, have made me do recently. Mm. Um, you know, in the original uh, conception, speaking of endings, uh, of Clerks, Kevin Smith, um, he re- the, in the original ending, Dante was shot by armed robbers. and. Hmm. Uh, which would have made it's it hard to dark. make. Uh, well, he says uh, that he couldn't think of another a way to end the film, <laughs> and uh, and so that that's he, he came up with that, and which would have made Clerks two really hard <laughs> to, right. to do. Um, Could but have been a prequel. I think. Um, uh, How does endings- Clerks end? I don't remember. I don't remember. Jesus, is it terrible. one of those sort of drift off endings? I guess. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, see ya. But I think endings are are really. Um, I think they're both overrated and also great. You know, because uh, you were talking about the Snowpiercer ending. I think it really it, it punctuates it well, and I think the ending of Boyhood is well punctuated, even mm-hmm. even though there's you know it it is just people talking and then it you know um, the Graduate. I love the ending as a Graduate. Oh, I didn't love it when I first saw it because I was too young to get that everything doesn't wrap up perfectly. Mm-hmm. But now that I see it, I, and now I get it. Yeah, I always appreciate that ending. It's one of my favorites. It's a gutsy, um, it's a gutsy ending. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, or the ending of uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they jump off the cliff right. together. And they had, I think. No, they don't jump off the cliff. They storm out of the house against impossible odds. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of Thelma and Luis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, they storm out. But uh, they, I believe they shot uh, a version where they just get mowed down in a hail of bullets. And 
it's so much more, even though that's like 30 seconds later, right? <laughs> it's so great to see that, that moment of exuberance, you know, and, and, it, it, and just end it with the moment. And I think out. it's sadder. Yeah. I think it's sadder than, than, than seeing them. Seeing them yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. You, it Cause leaves, you, you see it in your head and, and even though you're seeing them smiling, you know that they're gone. I think that's harder. And yeah. the ending of the graduate, like, I don't know if they had an alternate ending, ending but it, it's a great, uh, ending though mm-hmm. i mean and it does make you think so much about what's going on in their heads like, and it's so subtle like yes. you could watch that movie and 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 at the end just take away the sort of happy oh he got her they run away together you know like right. have that sort of yay if you're not really sensitive you know or <laughs> paying attention and there's so many different ways to interpret what's going what's on in going their faces yeah. you know like midnight cowboy is another one of those i don't remember ouch and no oh, they they're taking the bus to florida right yeah but yeah. he well, okay, we, oh, maybe yeah, we shouldn't yeah. talk about that. That movie's 40 years old. I know, I know. Call still, spoiler on a 40-year-old movie. But still, I think a lot of our listeners have not seen... <laughs> Bullshit. ...have not seen Midnight Cowboy. If well, you then get it the fuck together. Well, that's... It's maybe, a fucking maybe, classic, maybe you lazy should. dipshit. That's John Voight, right? Yeah. Yes. Maybe we should it say, hey, Life people... Is hard. They might not have had time. Yeah. If you have They've had 40 years. <laughs> if you have the chance, you should see Midnight Cowboy. It's a wonderful, wonderful film. Yeah. With a sad ending. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the top of the hour. Listen to Smodcast Morning Show on the Smodcast Internet Radio Networks. Marty is not ready with the sound effect. So, you gotta really Emily, drag would that you out. like to, uh. But tinkly, 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 tinkly. when did, uh, did that nice lady write in with more she information did. She about did. I was about to get to that, but I was wow. being <laughs> Jenna Marie has had that was delayed. three eye surgeries, and she has a heart condition because of the Marfan syndrome. And it's the same heart condition that killed the writer of Rent. Oh, Jonathan Larson. Oh. Yeah. Um, I say that like I knew it off the top of my head, but I saw that tweet and was racking my brains for like the past 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Larson. And then Darren said that Clerks ends with Dante clothing, <laughs> closing the store and going home. What better way to end clerks? But also, doesn't he have him, he, as someone else tweeted in here, doesn't he have him Randall out the door that dance? Oh, oh yeah. That's a nice little wraparound. Yeah. There you go. Um, does anyone watch Legend of Korra? I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, I know what you're talking about, and a friend of mine wrote on it, but I've never seen it. Oh. But well, I've auditioned for it twice. Oh, you did? I did. Um, you know who's... And Henry Rollins is one of the really, movies. yeah. And as I'm listening to it, it's like, what? That guy's not a good actor, but I rem- recognize that voice. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a Henry Rollins. Uh, it's it's awesome. It's really really cool. It's a it's a Nickelodeon show based on the last Airbender, and that's the the sequel to that. Oh, so it's animated. It's animated, yeah. Oh man, I was just telling my friend last night how. Uh, I think The Last Airbender might be the most perfect television series I've ever seen. And this is the next Avatar, basically. Oh, wow. So, and it's... I wonder if it's going to be as tight. Because, uh, I mean, the original its, was pretty fucking flawless. Yeah. It's in its third season right now. Hmm. Um, oh. Um, yeah, I don't have it on my phone. Emily's got it on this laptop. I'm hoarding it to myself. Wait, what did you want to know? I just want to read the tweets. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, there's... Back in the heyday, when in the in the land of milk and honey, oh. we had all the tweets on a big screen. Oh, Everybody hey, could Louise. see them. James, we I had miss this you, DJ. DJ James. <laughs> you need to do the twinkle, the twinkle flex. We had this DJ, and you have to wait ten minutes for the twinkle flex, but you wouldn't have had James. to with James. <laughs> yeah, because it was James. Oh, <laughs> damn it! Sorry. <laughs> God damn it! 
Oh, James, you are missed. Yeah. So, but the oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we done? Oh, I was just just going to say, The Legend of Korra is um, it's a little steampunky. It takes place uh, several Mm. decades afterwards. It's in its third season. Is it on Netflix? Um, I believe so. Or I I think it's on Hulu. Oh, oh, yeah. Or you can watch it on Nickelodeon too. Okay. Yeah, but it's um, it's not quite as tight as the first one, but it is uh, it's really good. Great. And they're done now, right? Didn't they wrap? Mm. Or are they still? Well, well, they might have wrapped production, but we're still in the middle of the third season right now. Oh. Lucy? Did anyone see Lucy? Oh, I thought you were uh, doing your um, Ricardo impression. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky Ricardo impression. Uh, I have not seen it. I can't get over the premise. Every time I just go... <laughs> When I hear it, <laughs> it's and the premise is what she she takes the, a drug. Well, here's it needs one you word. Only use ten percent of your, your brain, brain which See, is not true. No. But we're saying it is for the sake of this film. All they needed to do was say you only use ten percent of your brain's potential, and it wouldn't be as over the top ridiculous. Like I can't even get into it. I can't even and get into just like, because it's so you use more of your brain doesn't mean you all of a sudden have like psychic powers. Too, right? I can get behind that weird, the weirdness of that, you know, because it's kind of fanciful. But the whole, like, the whole idea, you know, we only use, it's just too, it's too ridiculous. So you saw it. I saw it, and it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond the ridiculous premise? Well, that part. Did you only need 10% of your brain to watch it? That part. <laughs> Two. I, <laughs> Uh, I like the idea that when she takes this drug, all of a sudden she have new powers. That's mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. fantasy. And but what she do with it is nothing. She just it's just revenge, violence, and people chasing her and her trying to outrun them. And that's it. Boring. Like every it's other Luc Besson yeah. movie. Boring. Yeah, and all the you know a group of guys with big guns and they all dress the same and they're <laughs> running around Paris. You, we've seen it before. Yeah, it was not interesting um somebody else brought up the point on a blog that if you like movies with female Female leads you know we want to support that but this one she's just a robot it's not a well-rounded character Mm -hmm. you know nothing like this and it's true it was really boring also they have the obligatory uh, Morgan Freeman is a professor and he's giving a lecture to his students so that they can Wikipedia out all the exposition that they need to get out in the movie. <laughs> it's an old trope and it's really boring. Uh, the Purge, Anarchy, has very strong female characters. I yeah, say. I yeah. would say that was you know, surprisingly, the, the movie Tammy, I saw that one too. It has strong female characters and also it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> But it do have strong female characters. I think, I think there's a misunderstanding when you say strong female characters. You say that to, uh, to Hollywood writers and they immediately think, okay, I'm going to make a female character who can lift a lot of weight and, <laughs> yeah. and shoot big guns and she will be strong. It's like, no, no, no. We're talking about the strong Resilient. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that she is actually physically strong. You, like, wait, you mean abs? She have abs. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's, she's, the character is strong. Did you guys ever see so Al- tight thighs. Alice doesn't live here anymore? The, uh, Isn't that Scorsese's, 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 Scorsese's like Scorsese's first breakthrough? Uh, I don't know if it's first breakthrough, but it was like, you know, his third or fourth movie. About uh, alcoholism, yeah? Uh, well, it's about a woman who, who is a single mother, you know, and Jodie Foster's in it, I think. 
Um, and uh, it's just a great, it's a strong female character. And it, uh, it, uh, that is just what came to mind. But that's a great movie, by the way. If you haven't seen that, see that after you see Midnight, Ex- oh, Midnight Cowboy. And if you haven't seen Midnight Express, see that too. <laughs> oh, Midnight Express is so good. I like that better than Midnight Cowboy. Uh, written by Oliver Stone. Really? I believe I could be talking out my ass. Someone will correct <laughs> me if I am. Bet. All right, here we go. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. I want to get my hands in that mail sack. Uh, yeah, that was great. All right, Peter, Peter WG uh, writes in, and uh, by the way, this is two weeks' worth of mail, so. Uh, but he was uh, saying that he was coming to Southern California. He lives in Connecticut. He says, This morning I'll be missing live because I'll be working on a hard summer festival, but I am officially in the L.A. area, sort of. I'm staying in Pasadena for a week for my job, which is just like two miles away from here, mm-hmm. and will take advantage of my proximity to the Ice House to see a show. I also acquired tickets uh, for Chris Hardwick's At Midnight uh, next week when I'll be staying closer to downtown LA. Um, August 5th, I won't be having much, I won't have much going on and just wanted to extend to Marty if none of the other Murps show up that I'd be happy to substitute. Is that today? What? That's that today. Is today. Oh, oh That's what you get for not reading the mail on time. Sorry. <laughs> um, I can pull off a... a a decent Emily-ish nerd voice and always have plenty, plenty to rant about. How's your Marty's mom oh. impression? <laughs> That's the real audition. Uh, to avoid being a male statement, I've got an L.A.-related softball. What are some of your favorite food places in the area? Marty, <laughs> try to keep your answer to three or four options. Also have no real opinion. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Bar um, Amma downtown, I'm really getting into. You like those um, those soft tacos, squishy tacos, oh, puffy mm-hmm. tacos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I like uh, I like Gorbel's downtown. They do some interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they do a bacon wrapped matzo ball. Nom. Grand Central Market is now open. I think Thursday, Friday, Saturday until nine thirty. And uh, sticky rice in the Grand Central Market is the best Thai food I've had in all of LA. My uh, my my friend Corey Scott Levin mans a mean grill. Where at? In uh, in. Uh, 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 we'll get back to you. Burbank. <laughs> okay. That'll his, help Peter. At his home. <laughs> oh, okay. Good, good. Lemongrass, the Vietnamese place. Oh, yeah, in, in Silver Lake? Here. Oh, no, lemongrass. Oh, right. Yeah, on, they do a really Colorado. nice banana wrap, fish with chili and lemongrass, something. Dave's but, chilling and grilling just banana. down the street. Dave's chilling and grilling. <laughs> Great sandwiches. Well, I would say, Peter, if you're in LA and um, you haven't had good Thai food, uh, that you, you're going to have a lot better Thai food than you will in Connecticut. Yep. Some Nam Luang. Um, on, some Nam uh, Luang, yeah. Is that on, that's on Hollywood Boulevard in Thai Town, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's also one in North Hollywood. But, but anyway, regardless of the, the, the names, you should have that. Um, Thai food, you should have, uh, there's great Chinese food in near Pasadena. Um, you got to watch the ratings on the Thai food because if it's lower than an A, you will get sick. <laughs> uh, well, I would just follow Yelp. Um, and I'd go down to a C. Really? Yeah, yeah I'll do B, but not I'll go down to a C. I got violently ill off a of B. I got violent. Thai place. <laughs> I got violently ill off an A. So really? Yeah. I was when I was wearing out the cat and fiddle. They got a B because a screen, one of the screens in one of the windows in the back of the kitchen was like cracked or something, and it was B. Mm. I was like, well, that's 
I yeah, mean, you don't know. You have to have standards, and I understand. Bring, th- thank you for bringing us up to code. But what makes it a B could be really irrelevant to the mm. to the to the quality of the food. Uh, tell him to go into uh, Highland Park and have some street meat. Those guys who oh, yeah. set up the street meat. Yeah, go have some street tacos. Um, Get in the food truck, taco trucks. Um, and then, lastly, I would say, if you haven't been to In and Out. Why not try it? Oh, yeah, that's that a good recommendation. You don't have that in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. that's a good hamburger. And then when the Beastie Boys rap about it, you'll say, I know what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, Chris, also, but you know oh. something? Astro Burger, I think, is better. Uh, I, I love Astro Burger. I love Fat Burger. I've never been to an Astro Burger. I've never been to an Astro yeah. Burger. It's I've been good. to a Fat Burger. Astro, Astro Burger is really good. Um, Chris Brown writes in, says, I was excited for Lucy, but it's a bit of a letdown. It's technically great, but it felt like he had three quarters of an idea for a plot. Yep. Um, Good comment. Yep. And and he's a big, big Luc Besson fan. And I mean, I like Luc Besson. He's Luc he's Besson. Luc Besson. Right. How much of it is that we just like to say his name? Besson. Besson. All of it for me because I've never seen any of his movies. <laughs> You've never seen La Femme Nikita? I have not. Oh, you got to watch the oh, original. Oh, that is so that good. Is yeah, film. that's a really great. He did The Professional as well, right? Yes. Yeah. I didn't see that either. Yeah. That's a creepy movie. No, La Femme it's Nikita. Good. And actually, that one. That was a strong, physically strong, but good female character. lead, but good. And yeah. I found it so compelling. I loved it. Besson. Besson. Um, both Darren and Chris say that if we want to see some Scarlett Johansson, we should see Under the Skin. And I understand you see a lot of Scarlett Johansson. Oh, sorry. There's some dog action going on here. Uh, so anyhow, I hope that helps out, Peter. Uh, and sorry we didn't work out today. Um but Marty doesn't read his emails until he's on the air. Hey, Murps. This is from Bryony in the UK. Uh, so first of all, uh, Bill, now Marty, the previous single Smorningers are quickly getting more attached. Marty's uh, attached. Marty's got a girlfriend. Oh. As an also attached female fan, there is a twinge of disappointment based on the fact that you're both good-looking, intelligent dudes who I like to listen to for two hours a week. But me some more so than Marty, right? And probably would like to get jiggy with if I, too, were single. But me more so than Marty, right? Uh, that's implied. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, this affects nothing. I'm loyal to the show and curious about the relationships themselves as well as uh, uh, how will you both traverse the privacy aspect on the podcast? Bill just won't answer. Yep. Um, here comes He's my question. He has one now, though. Uh, why on earth would anyone give a proper shit about whether people um, they like in the public eye are coupled up or not? It's not like we would ever have um, actually fucked. A purely platonic hugs from Bryony. Um, that's a, that's an interesting question. That sense of like, oh, she's taken, like, not right, that you were next in line, right, but. Right. Uh, I, I will say the more time I spend in this industry, the more possibility there is that our paths chance. might cross, <laughs> but, um, it's no less pathetic, selfish, egotistical, and unrealistic than yeah. when I wasn't in this industry. Mm. I think that it have to do with, um, Part of the fantasy, we, we like these stars, you know, because, and we have a fantasy that that's my life or mm-hmm. I'm going to be with that person. And it tie into how we, uh, give up so much of our own personal experience to the media culture. You know, we live sort of vicariously through these media figures rather than just focus on our own life and our community and the people around us. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's ha- that happened to me as a kid reading comic books. And now that I'm reading comic books again, it's still happening. 
where this great character gets paired off and you're like, oh, uh, yeah, (laughs) you're invested in the story so much that you're personally, emotionally invested in the characters to to the extent where you're like, God, I really want to hang out with these people that don't exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, And celebrities might as well not exist is my point. (laughs) But if you're like a, a celebrity, a male celebrity, you end up, you can make people's, I mean, you know, people, women's fantasies come true. I mean, like that's how, didn't Nicolas Cage meet his wife? She was a waitress at a, a restaurant or something like that. Uh, I think Luke Perry ma- married a fan of his. and so Why only male celebrities? Because I think women are... Women aren't that stupid? Are not that stupid. <laughs> they, don't, they don't need to stupid? be... <laughs> to marry a fan? Yeah, guess, if you have a good relationship, who cares? Yeah, I guess it. I guess so. Uh, I just wonder if you ever. Do you have a bad relationship move beyond that to, power cares? dynamic? Exactly. Thank you. Oh, I see. Whether there's some need to be worshipped. Yeah. Um, which, which, if it works for a couple, that's great. But it's certainly nothing I would seek in my own life. Mm, I see. Um, Either to worship or be worshipped. There's a a story about, uh, I guess. Uh, What's his name from um, Three Men and a Baby? What's his uh, Tom Gutenberg. No, Steve Gutenberg got like drunk and picked up a fan at a bar, and the and this is a story that he told in in uh, in an interview where he was on the Sunset Strip and like she was handcuffed to the bed, and then he went to go get either some more booze or 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 a condom or something like that. But then when he came back, he couldn't remember what room number it was because he was too drunk. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, I just always love that story because, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know the ending to the story, but uh, I know that John Enbaum put that in his movie, Starfucker. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, if you want to see a great Steve Gutenberg performance, you've got to blow the dust off. Uh, you Can't Stop the Music. The semi-fictional biography of the Village People. Huh. He's uh, he plays a he plays the record producer, and he is so overcoked in that performance. He's supposed to be excited about how great the music is, but you can just tell he's just coked out of his mind. It's just can't stop the music. Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, in the song, it's you can't stop the music. Nobody can stop the music. And it has the Wait. best Village People song of all time in it, which isn't even released on an album. I don't. I didn't know that they had more than two songs. They have a lot. They are hired to do a commercial for a milkshake, <laughs> and it's awesome. It's the best Village give, People song I've ever heard. Give it. I can't remember it offhand, and I don't want to. I want to do it justice if I'm going to do it at all. Next week, I'll perform <laughs> solo vocal uh, performance of do you know Village People's milkshake. And that's what it's called. It's called milkshake all right. from Can't Stop the Music. <laughs> Um, Bruce Jenner's in it. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> Chris Brown said, "Did Marty just think the film It Could Happen to You was Nick Cage's real life?" That's I was trying to think of the name of the movie. That's what it was. <laughs> Thank you for being smarter than I, Chris Brown. <laughs> um, isn't it though? Like, did, wasn't I there? Did I, I, yeah, I think you're this right. Little lottery did. ticket and wait, no, I damn it. <laughs> um, all right. I don't know if that answered Bryony's question, but I don't even remember what the question was. Uh, hey guys, this is from Daniel Jete. Hey J- Daniel, J E T E, long time listener, first time, blah blah blah. 
Welcome. Big, big fan. Anyway, uh, this is not for the mail sack. He just had a technical question. He wants to know where he can listen to the old nooners, and he couldn't find them on the Smodcast page. I think if you go to smodcast.com slash nooner, that, that's what I did. and I Or either that or smodcast.com slash sir slash Nooner. Why Why is it called Nooner if we come on at 9 a.m.? Well, because that show was on at noon. Nooner. <laughs> you know, the more you say that, the more, the more it clears up in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to help out. <laughs> Thank you. Um, hold on just a second. Oh, are you queuing up something? Maybe. Better, I better put on the headphones. Somebody film this with a beta camera off of <laughs> off of their <laughs> TV. Yeah. Oh, jeez. All right, that's the milkshake song. It's a jam. It's catchy. And Do the shake. A, there's a huge uh, dance number that goes with it, and um, yeah, there you go. Uh, I'd rather hear Bill sing it. Do the shake. <laughs> Tune in next week, everybody. <laughs> I need to practice. <laughs> Uh, speaking of songs, we have some more music from Garrett. Oh, and, yeah. Um, so we'll give it a brief little listen. Give it a spin. Um, if you want to go listen to Garrett's music, go to soundcloud.com slash Garrett hyphen Kearns, K-E-A-R-N-S. Um, and this just takes... Uh, for some reason, my internet's really slow. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've been trying to check Facebook all morning, and it's just not happening. Oh, gee, sorry about that. I'm sorry you couldn't check your <laughs> Facebook page. What are you expecting to find? Uh, I actually wait. sent a couple business emails via Facebook. You waiting for a job? No, a connection. A connection. I'm trying to get connected to some people in the business, and we have mutual friends. Oh. I'm starting to ask for what I want in life. Good what do you want with this connection? Don't, I don't... You anymore. Ooh, he's angry. I don't need you anymore. You thought I was the fool. Now that I escaped your rule, I just wanna be. All right, that one is called I Don't Care. Uh, that's a pretty soulful one. I'm totally down with that. I would. I think I felt that way when I was Garrett's age a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, this one's next one's called Whiskey and Tears. They go so well together. <laughs> oh, wait. It should actually be. Tears are a key ingredient in the pink ascot. Your right. mother said you were a disgrace. Now she's gone without a trace. You despise your own face. Take that bottle and break it today. Take that whiskey and wash it away. 
like that one a lot. I like that one a lot. Too. Yeah, um, great stuff, Garrett. Keep them coming. Let us also know what your your musical influences are too. Eddie, I hear some Eddie Vedder. Oh yeah, in the style, mm-hmm. I, who's one of my favorite. I did not know that about you. Uh, Do you like Jim Maskus' singing voice? I don't know who it is. Dinosaur Jr. Dinosaur Jr. Oh, and he, he went out and did his own Jim Maskus in the Fog. He predated uh, Pearl Jam, but I always thought he was likely a big influence because mm. it got that same low register, yeah, uh, yeah. almost like cr- rock crooning. Yeah, yeah. Um, in regards to the previous question uh, from. Uh, Sorry, from Daniel. Uh, if you go to the Tumblr page, you can find a link to the old Nooner podcasts. Uh, Nooner. Thank you, Darren, for posting those up. Uh, Rod Rogelio from Mobile, Alabama says, Hey, y'all, thoughts on what is so great or not great about living in Los Angeles? After visiting last November, we are thinking about moving there, tired of our small town life. Hmm. Well, that this will do it. It's a big town. Mm-hmm. A I love, very big town. I love the weather. That is always sunny and beautiful. You can't overstate that. You can't make too big a deal out of it. It sounds like a cliche, but it's just it's game changing. It is it make it take uh weather out of the your daily life of things you have to worry about. Right. And th- and things that keep you from doing what you plan to do or want to do. Right. Like there's never a day where you're like, oh, all I'm going to accomplish is getting to the grocery store because it's snowing so badly. Right. You and it's going to take two hours round trip. Yeah. It never happened. Yeah. The food is excellent. Lot of creative opportunities. The Lot beach. of creative. Go to the beach. Yeah. I've started going to the beach weekly now and oh. I never used to and it's, it's completely changed my life. Yeah. The, the, in all the environment, uh, the land. The yeah, you can go hiking, you hiking. can go, you're an hour away from skiing, you're yeah. and snowboarding, you can go surfing, you can do anything you I'll want. I'll tell you this. All that. D- two, p- two bits of advice. One that I was given that, that was a game changer for me in LA, which is Los Angeles is whatever you want it to be. So if you're coming and thinking, oh, there's going to be a lot of shallow people who are trying to shove their screenplay down my throat. Yeah, you'll see that and that's all you'll see. But, I came thinking I want to live somewhere where there's a creative community of like-minded people, and that's what I found. Me so, too. so your attitude about Los Angeles is going to affect your experience of Los Angeles to a great degree, I think. Yeah. And also, it's so varied, neighborhood to neighborhood. There's a thousand Los Angeles. Yeah. Neighborhood to neighborhood, it's a completely different tone, vibe, age group, background, so, lifestyle. So, so do your research. Explore, yeah. commit. Yeah, before you commit. Um, Emily, you were starting a little bit quiet uh, during this. Oh, um, I don't know. My 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 opinions on Los Angeles is, are is changing. I thought because uh, my you know when I first came to Los Angeles, I thought oh everybody's going to be shallow. I'm going to have absolutely no friends, but I'm going to have a great career. And then I moved out here and I have a plethora of amazing friends and, and no a career. dog shit career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I agree with your friend. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really like the people. Uh, cause I, I, I was, I guess, cause I was so shocked that there were so many good people. And the thing that I really like about Los Angeles is everybody is so eager to be your friend. And sometimes it's, um, it's insincere, but most of the time it's everybody. I, I've met so many people who are just fascinated by people out here mm. and they don't care if you're not successful and they don't care if you're not 
pretty and they don't, they just, they're just fascinated and they want to hear your story and they want to get to know you and they, they are so happy to have new friends. And it's like for, cause I, I have a really difficult time making friends and over here I just can't stop because everybody's like you, you go to a coffee shop and somebody will gladly talk to you and, and, and be genuinely warm. And I was not expecting that. I was expecting a lot of callous, shallow, and, and there is that, though. There, oh, but, there certainly but it, it's is. It's easy but, to avoid. Yeah. And you can I, smell I, them a mile away. <laughs> I've never even met anybody who cares how about pretty or successful. I hear tell that those uh, shallow people exist, but I've never even met anybody Just like that. Just go to any acting class. Right. <laughs> they or care. have lunch in Beverly Hills. I, they they I care hate, how I, pretty and successful you are. That's well, the only what, thing they what care about. What about when you went to see Herod last the other night? Wait, wait. Maybe they care about how pretty and successful they are because they have a belief that they're supposed to be pretty and successful. But do they really care about you? Yes, because if you're pretty and successful, they feel like they can get something out of that mm-hmm. by being associated with you. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, these are blanket statements playing at generalizations but i've certainly seen it and la also has great uh, cheap comedy so you can go to ucb yeah. amazing entertainment for 10 and bucks, there isn't there isn't a musician a, in the world night. that doesn't yeah. play los angeles yeah. at yeah. some point yeah it's and great, great museum did we talk about the food we've yes. been talking about that all day like exci- it's exciting how good yeah. the food is it's but, it's it'll open your mind about about food mine my mind has been certainly I mean, I will also say that sometimes it's just good to move to a different city if you're feeling stifled and mo- mobile. Yeah. Uh, maybe. It is a shock, though, when you move to L.A. Yes. It is a shock. Absolutely. It is a shock. But sometimes you need to shake shit up. My first more. month was absolutely brutal. And if yeah. I had known that it would be as brutal as it was, I probably wouldn't have moved here. What was brutal about it? Um, I got my first job within 24 hours, which is amazing, working overnights on a film crew. Um, and we were driving all over the place and I didn't know any, I didn't know where I was going at any point cause it's so big and sp- spread out and intimidating. Um, I was working overnight, so I was only sleeping a few hours. Uh, so I was really disoriented and I would come home at eight in the morning after working for 14 hours and I would have to drive around for an hour to find a parking spot. Oh, um, yeah. and I wasn't making very much money and I was sort of realizing that none of my credits transferred in terms of the creative work that i had done on the east coast i was i realized i was starting from scratch right i I also was going through a a breakup at the same time so there was a lot else going on but it it was not easy it was not easy at all and i definitely felt like this is a young man's game i moved out here at 30 and i felt like this 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 requires the energy of someone much younger and much more driven than i am Mm. at 30 to get through but i got through to the other side and i i have no regrets i just if i had known how hard it would be to get started to get going to get to a point where i would be doing anything creatively satisfying mm. i don't think i would have come but i'm glad i did mm-hmm. and here you are uh so yeah if you decide to move here that's um yeah we can talk more about don't it. take any of my jobs don't take our jobs yeah <laughs> yeah uh Brett Shearer writes in, Good, Greetings, Smodcast's morning show crew. First time emailer from Australia here. Been listening and loving your hey, show for oh, years. I was going in. I was. <laughs> pip, pip, cheerio. <laughs> Good day, mate. Matt Gitto. Joke over. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love listening to you guys at work, but even if I um, had it very at a very lowered level, 
you never know when a customer is going to walk in just as profanity ensues. So I just listen well, in the privacy. fuck them. <laughs> just listen in the privacy of my home or car. Do you ever listen? To, you guys don't listen to Savage Love, you know, but no. it's, it's a Dan Savage's column and like people talk about all their sexual issues and, and it's weird when you're just listening and with earbuds on like at the store and you just like, cause it like, you know, they're talking about anal sex and like, you're just like, some nice old lady like, <laughs> ringing you up. Um, Ooh, is it a metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyhow, so I, I know what Brett's talking about. Just a question for the mail sack for you guys. I used to work in a cinema and have had a lot of experience with customer, customer complaints. Uh, people doing illegal things, leaving food, and I mean, you name it. It was left in a cinema I was cleaning. Someone, someone once left an entire chicken carcass in there once. It was probably Marty. Uh, it was probably an Asian person, I'm guessing. Uh, do you guys have any interesting cinema-going stories from uh, when you were kids or even recently? Thank you for making life a lot more interesting and entertaining. Take care, Brett from Aussieland. I remember... They that Aussieland, do they? Australia. I can't remember what movie it was. I think it was Nothing in Common, that Tom Hanks... Jackie Gleason? Yeah, I think it was that film, but I went to see it with a friend of mine and his father at the Shaker Heights Cinema, and he brought an entire large pizza. The dad. How did he get it in? Exactly. First of all, I remember thinking, how did you get this in here? And then I remember thinking, wait, you're the dad. I should be, you're the authority figure, and you're breaking rules, and how am I supposed to learn? (laughs) It's really stressful. (laughs) But I think he got it in because we were the only three people who went to see Nothing in Common. Uh, Yeah, I, I think that if you bring in food, just make sure it doesn't make a lot of, it's not noisy food. Mm-hmm. Or stinky food. Or stinky food. And yeah, so it, as long as you do that and you clean up after yourself, I'm pretty... Uh, yeah, it's not it's not like Wrigley Field. In. You don't just crack nuts and drop the shells and the, oh, yeah. <laughs> the crats on a baseball yeah. game. I bring in Imperial Rolls from... Uh, Vietnamese place? Fur 79. How uh, do you say that fur? word? Fur. Fur 79. They make really good imperial rolls, and it's right across the street from the movie theater. So <sighs> get those, put them in the purse, sneak in. And I'm always worried that, that the Asha going to say, excuse me, ma'am, your purse is suspiciously delicious, delicious. smelling. <laughs> <laughs> Can we look in your bag? Um I, growing up, we used to go to San Francisco uh, every so often. That's where my grandparents lived. And there was a, a theater called the Great Star Theater that would show Chinese movies, like martial arts movies. But sometimes we never knew what they were and then what they were going to be. So we would just walk in in the middle of a movie and it would be a double feature. And uh, and then people are just eating whatever they want, you know, and they're smoking. Oh, wow. And it's just, it felt so weird because like, it's just, it was this dingy theater and, 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 just cigarette smoking in the movie theater just seems so taboo. And it was already weird that we were watching movies with subtitles. And I once brought a friend and they, in between movies, they showed these previews and, uh, the previews are like 20 minutes long or 10 minutes long. And, and so then they've got all these like flashing things and like long fight scenes and weird, like title cards coming up. And then, so we watch it and then it's over and the movie's about to start and it goes, was that the movie? <laughs> um, but yeah, those those days are gone. The great star is no longer there. It's no longer great. Marty, when you smuggle food into theaters, do you do you pair it with the screening? 
Like, uh, is it theme? Is it? No. Do you carry out the theme? No, it's pretty much on my mood and how much I can fit into my cargo shorts. <laughs> I only have cargo. Sh- I only wear car. If you see me wearing cargo shorts, that means I'm either going, going to a movie or I was just at the movies. <laughs> uh, like I would imagine eating a nice little sushi plate. While watching Jiro Dreams of Sushi would be this sort of like full. You know why that wouldn't be good? Experience. Because the sushi wouldn't be fresh. It wouldn't be fresh or good. Pants and sushi. What? It'd be pants, pants sushi. sushi. Pant- it would be cargo sushi. <laughs> cargo. Car- cargo rolls. Uh, yeah, and I would just be like, "This is not what I'm watching." It would mm. be. This is nowhere near as good as what's on the screen, right? Mm. So yeah, you gotta. It depends on what I'm, how peckish I'm feeling. Uh, do. You, <laughs> Just spring rolls, though? Or imperial rolls? Imperial rolls, homemade popcorn, uh, juices, uh, cashew nuts, and chocolate chips, cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so you have cargo shorts, too. Uh, no, yeah. Women have it easy because you have Yeah, because we bag. have the purse, and I like to bring a lot of snacks. <laughs> uh, my friend bought, brought popcorn that she make old school with... Uh, oil in a pan, you know, the way your mom used to, and you have to shake the pan mm-hmm. on the stove the whole time. I do that. Old timey, 1970s popcorn. I do Jiffy that. pop? Uh, no, just. No, just in the pan, you know, when you make it in a pan. Yeah, but. Pot, very, Jiffy pot. pop was, uh, actually came as a pan. Yeah, yeah, you can still get it. Can you really? And the thing, and it gets in the. And it gets, oh, yeah, it gets Drew Barrymore makes it in the opening of Scream. Oh, that's right. Oh, Before yeah. she gets killed. Spoiler. Oh. <laughs> You've only had 20 years to see the um, movie. You've no one to blame but yourself. You know, I use coconut oil to make popcorn. and it Can you taste the coconut? Just very slightly. It's kind of nice. Oh, I would like to try it. All right. Well, we'll talk. I'm a little hungry right now. <laughs> uh, okay. So, do you have any movie stories, theater stories? No. No, mine are all <laughs> negative. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, I I used to go to movies alone, and then I had a. I do that all the time. I, I do that all yeah, the time. I had an unfortunate incident with a fellow in 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 the Hurt Locker, and uh, trying to make a in a couple inappropriate. Oh wait, moves a stranger? On. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it spooked me into ever going to the theater alone again. <laughs> Did you report him? No, I just ran. No. Emily, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, that's yeah. terrible. That's that unfortunate. Eh. Yuck. I just didn't know you yet. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why you have to fucking carry that. I mean, I've turned out to be a good guy. <sighs> really? <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. <laughs> Keegan writes in go- mor- uh, mornings. Get gork, gork, morgan, gork, 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 morning, merps. Mork, mork, mork for mork. Some people say smurps. Some people say morning. Yeah. Some people say morning. Smorning. Morning. Merps. Missed you guys last week. Just checking in on Fiasco Progress. Everybody missed us last week. And wondered what your worst audition job interview of all time was. <sighs> Speaking of jobs, looks like I might mm. uh, may not have one in a few weeks. Sorry to hear about that. I knew you're looking for a personal assistant that'll work for room, board, and internet. Gotta keep up with my podcasts. Nice. Uh, just kidding, unless you are, in which <laughs> in which case, not kidding at all. <laughs> Excellent email, Keegan. Sorry that you might be losing your job. I hope that's not the case. Um, and as for fiasco, now that every, well, everybody's been traveling and doing shit over the summer. So maybe as fall comes around, we'll, we'll be able to schedule a night where we can get the four of us, uh, we want to get Kruger in on this game. Oh, right. I, I didn't know what we were playing game. Right. Fiasco. Right. So RPG. Um, 
Yes, but we definitely it's like totally on on the uh, on on the calendar. But we're really slow in acting on stuff, as you've, if you haven't noticed already. <laughs> I did finalize the the uh, t-shirt design with Olivia, so I'll be receiving that uh, later this week, yes. and we'll get the, those on order for those people who uh, have t-shirts coming to them. Uh, as for worst job interview or audition, oh, I've had so many. Mm, yeah. God, I know which one. Mm. Which one to pick? I've told the story before uh, when I did a very stereotypical Asian role and I just, it was for a sketch comedy thing and I went just all out and uh, when I went in, the, the the waiting area was empty and when I went out, it was just full of Asian guys all staring at me, you know, like, really, you did that? And Oh, I mean, like they heard, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean, and I was just, Oof. I was going full... Full Asian, uh, uh, full you, Mickey you, Rooney. You chinked it up. I chinked it up. I chinked it up big. Uh, and it was actually, I was, I, I was. Is that what the role called for, though? Yes. I mean, it, it was, it was uh, the sort of thing where it's like um, really bad jokes. Like, okay, you know, uh, uh, like um, there was a, a banking sketch, and and um, I said, why, you know, why exchange rate is so bad? Well, fluctuations. Oh well, fluck you, white people too, you know. Oh, and so wow. I just told, like, really, like fluctuations. Yeah, and so I did. T- you get it at least? No, no, I don't. <laughs> did think, you sold your race I mean, out for nothing? Ri- the writing was so bad. Like supplies. Do you know that joke? You know, like yeah, from UHF. Oh, is that from UHF? Weird Al did that? Yeah. I mean, it's an old joke. Yeah, it was great in UHF, but yeah. I was also 11. So, I saw so I, I mean, I just went all out. And the crazy thing is, like, I just did it. And because it's also, it's like, it's the writing is so bad. Either you embrace it or you don't mm-hmm. do right. it. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't that it was offensive. It was just really corny. It was like 60 year old, like, comedy. Long writers. duck dong. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that's offensive. This is just, like, dumb. And so I, and like, I just embraced it. The guy running the camera couldn't stop laughing. And it was, I mean, I thought it was pretty funny, but then to go out and just have ev- just everybody's just burning gaze of like, really? That's, that's that guy. Don't forget that guy's face. He sold out our people. What, what were they saying yes to the audition for? If they yeah. were, they were going to have to do some version of the same thing. I mean, I have walked out of an audition before because it was genuinely offensive. There was a, a, a commercial that I, I didn't do and I told them why. And they were like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Um, worst interview audition, anybody? I, I told this story on one of my first podcasts. It wasn't an audition. It was a job, um, where they, they take you, you meet them in the morning and you go with them for the day and do the job. And then you sort of feel each other out. And the job was getting college students to sign up for credit cards, but they did it in the most insidious way they had no permission to be on campus they would set up a table or they he went we went around the library interrupting students who were studying and uh he lied about being part of some competition where like if he gets a certain amount of things he gets this trip will you help me out so he had this will you help me out thing and he had four forms and he's like fill out the top one and then just sign the just sign the other three um, that's for the competition or something. But what he ended up doing was that then you would sit and copy everything they wrote on the first form onto the other three forms that they had signed, and you would sign the students up for four credit cards. Or it was completely wow. insidious, amoral, disgusting, and illegal. Illegal. He's spending the whole day lying. Um, he doesn't even have a legal right to be on the campus, and he's been kicked off campuses before. So there was like a little bit of like sneaking around. And I was just like, "This is my first day." How long day did the- you do it? Uh, I 
Yeah, I was with him for the. (laughs) (laughs) It paid paid my way out here. Um, I was with him for the day, and then I I was like, okay, well, I'll give you a call, and I just like "Ah, never talking to those fucking people again. It's just how much do you make? I don't know. I didn't even. I I, I mean, I would have known at the time because I was asking questions before I knew what was really going on. Um, but I didn't. I didn't retain any of it. I just walked away. But that was that was because you're with him all day because we drove together like we met somewhere and drove together so it's like I'm with this guy all day and trying not to let him know that he I think he's going to the hell that I don't even believe in. Mm -hmm. Wow! I'm gonna start believing in hell just 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 for you. you. (laughs) Um. Uh, no, I don't. It's been so long since I have applied for a job. I don't have any interesting story, but just the feeling. I have had in the past the feeling that, well, this is going to sound really bad, but that I'm that I'm smarter than the person who's going to be my boss. Who's passing the judgment on you, yeah. And and you want the job because you need the money, so you have to suck it up, lick it up. What you lick, suck it up, suck it up, <laughs> yeah. lick it up, lick it up. But you you think we, you I don't want to be subordinate to this person. Yeah. It's really hard having to work for other people. Yeah. That's another one of my vague blanket statements. Hell is other people. Um, Keegan says that uh, if you can't be pretty and successful, pretty and successful adjacent is the next best thing. Right. <laughs> um, that's funny. And, that's, <laughs> and that's really apropos of Los Angeles where everything is adjacent. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And he says that his friend Brad stole a fire extinguisher on the way out of a theater. Oh, that sounds safe. There you go. And and he's also shocked that I don't have a man purse or two. Um, that is pretty shocking, actually. Yeah, that wouldn't shock. That would be. I would. I should have a man I can purse. See you with that. Uh, oh, and Jenny Marie makes popcorn with coconut oil. Boom! Yay! Soulmates. Yeah. Um. And Emily, do you have a good interview story or audition story? God, like every commercial audition is a humiliation, I think. <laughs> I'm starting to have some fun. Um, yeah, I am too, actually. I had, when I was actually with the agency that you're with, they <laughs> sent me up for the, um, the How to Train Your Dragon like stadium tour. And I was just like, well, what am I, like, I don't even know what this is. What am I doing here? And, and we get there and it's it's a good attitude to have. uh, Yeah. (laughs) But I get there and I, and they're like, yeah, we want to have like aerialists and, you know, martial artists and acrobats. And I was just like, what am I doing here? (laughs) And they're like, okay, so go across the floor and show us what you can do. And I know Uh. they're expecting like, backflips and triple lutzes i don't know and i was just like i can uh did you moonwalk can you twerk i did uh i i did a little bit of gymnastics and martial arts so i can do like a couple flips but it's like i do like flips that's like that's a couple couple more than than i I can do (laughs) but i was like it you know it it, you know the the high school cheerleaders would have been laughing their asses off me for the the quality of it and i the, the director was so lovely like he was a uh um, he's this English guy who's just very honest. And he took me aside and he said, "Thank you so much for showing up, but this is uh, this is not at all what we're looking for." And I just remember, I mean, but that that um, that agent had no idea what the hell she was doing, and apparently mm. had sent several people who were just you know blindsided by this audition, just as the auditioners were blindsided by a bunch of klutzes falling around on his stage. I went to How not audition. to train your dragon, the yeah, stadium tour. I can yeah, believe it. I went to an audition once for a musical, and like, and everybody was there with like 
with dance shoes on. And I was like, I don't, I'm not a dancer. I just wanted, you know, I didn't know it was like a big organized, like one, two, three, four, you know, like yeah. chorus line type of thing. And then there was a guy like, you want to, I have an extra pair of dance shoes. Do you want to borrow them? Like, no, I'll just let <laughs> myself out. <laughs> like backed out slowly. Oh, that was very, that was embarrassing. Yeah. I, I booked a, this was a weird one. I booked a commercial that was just sort of an interview. I don't even remember what it was for. It was kind of for like an Emmys promo or something like that. And then they booked like 40 actors, but they were only going to use clips here and there. And all the actors were doing was going into the audition rooms and reacting to whatever you were being told. Like some of them were like, do a monologue or do this or do this or like give an, give an Emmy acceptance speech as if you just won, but you didn't know what was coming. And they had the 40 of us sitting there for hours and hours and hours and i think i went in after about eight hours and they Holy did shit. they were doing one at a time but then they're running out of time so we're sitting there for for eight hours you know no there's no craft services or anything it wasn't like a real commercial shoot mm-hmm. um and there was no guarantee that you'd be in the, the spot it was a really weird setup um they basically didn't know what they wanted to do so they just had a bunch of actors do shit do and then everything. cut it together yeah. yeah uh which i can't stand it's like if you don't have a story and you don't have a vision and you don't have a plan then don't home. don't make a fucking commercial. Like don't have the actor be the writer, producer, director. It is like shocking when maddening. people are so disorganized in when they're spending tens of thousands yeah. of dollars. And then they just sort of like had us go in as a group and gave us like two seconds on camera. So I basically sat around all day for for nothing. That was that was frustrating. That's disheartening. And it felt like they were making fools of the actors too. Mm. And I'm not a big like us community of actors have to protect ourselves because I don't tend to bond with other actors but i uh, that was that was a little maddening mm-hmm. um logan tweeted in that he went to people's homes cleaned a carpet with a kirby vac and then tried to convince the homeowners to buy one so he was a door-to-door salesman wow mm-hmm. that's old. old school yeah. yeah that's i don't think i could do that I don't think it um leo writes in with the uh well with the recent salary fixing scandal brought into the news, what what is that? You're the you're the news guy, Marty. Yeah, Don't no, look at me. A question appeared in my head. Um, a question which I feel you can give an answer to, even though it's a two parter question. Part one: What is your favorite? I don't know what this has to do with salary fixing. <laughs> what is your favorite traditionally an animated two D movie? That's Secret easy. of Nim. Spirited Away. That's easy. Oh, Spirited Away is amazing. Secret yeah. of Nim. You know, Studio Ghibli is closed. Well, they said that it might not be closed. I don't know. Se- ah! Secret Sorry. of Nim. Um, Did you just stop recording by hitting that with your elbow? Nope. Still Se- going. Secret of Nim. Um, Secret of Nim was dark. Yeah. I saw it way too young. Yeah. Been fractured. <laughs> Explains Do everything. Do you like 2D animated films? Watership Down. T- 2D is just fun. normal. Like hand drawn, you know. I like the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Oh yeah, yeah. Ricky Ticky Tavi. So okay, feature length not as going. much, but I like the Bugs Bunnies. <laughs> I'm answering the question. What, yeah, you know, it's what in, for you put me your in favorite? the cold, cold ground? What? What for you put me in the cold, cold ground? Is that a line from a, a Bugs Bunny? Bunny cartoon? Daffy Duck. It's taking a break from production. They have announced, so mm. they might be shutting down. Um, yes, uh, it says, yeah. Um, what is your favorite? I really do love a lot of, the, I like, you know, the, the princess Mononoke spirited away and Howl's moving castle, but 
I would also say the original Disney's Robin Hood, as I have said many times. Robin on show. Hood, little John, loving in the corner, laughing back and forth of what the other one had to say. Reminiscing this and that and having such a good time. Ooh la da, ooh la da, golly what a day. That is the second Roger Miller musical reference of the podcast. Oh. He wrote uh, Big River, and when we were singing, government, god oh, yeah. damn, government. Dad gum government. Is it? Dad I, thought gum, I, have god, I have a recording where he says, god damn. Really? I do. And when it's John it was, Goodman. No, John Goodman says, dad gum. It's beeped out on one of the recordings I have, because he really? says, god damn. Yeah. Interesting. According to Kotaku. Oh, no, it's a recording that Roger Miller did of himself. Dwango will take over oh, Studio Ghibli. 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 So they're being, Ghibli. according, this is from five hours ago. So that's I'm hopefully good. The original Akira is mind blowing. It does not end well. I don't remember. I remember I had never taken drugs in my life, and I remember seeing it and feeling like this is my, this is what being stoned must feel like because I feel huh. completely spaced out and transported and confused. Huh. Hmm. Um, part two. What is your favorite CGI animated film? Hmm. I'd say Lego Movie, but a lot of that was stop motion. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Yeah. God, it was seamless. Yeah. They did a lot of stop motion on that. Oh. Um, I would say The Incredibles. Really? That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. It's a, a lot of movie. fun. I Toy really Story liked... 3 was heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. What was um, um, the Tangled? Was that oh, yeah, yeah. 3D? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. No, I, didn't 3D, that one. But I really enjoyed that one. I liked that one too, where she had the long hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. So, uh, Leo's favorites were Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And Dis- well, that's. And, Dis- uh, and Despicable uh, Me uh, Too. Uh, Have a right, nice rest of day. Uh, and thank you for your contributions. Uh, uh, that's very that's, good contributions. Those were thoughtfully done. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> and Bill will. It's questionable just, calling Who Framed Roger uh, Rabbit. I got a 2D what you said. Film. <laughs> All right, last email, and then we're going to wrap things up. Darren writes in, Good morning, Murps. A couple of weeks ago, bad movies came up. I have a soft spot for 80s comedies. Mannequin, Weekend at Bernie's, The Secret of My Success, Airplane 2, The Sequel, Weekend at Bernie's 2. I can't say I'd recommend watching those films, but I enjoy them. Oh, Airplane 2 is hysterical. Lots of boob jokes. Oh, I really... I watched Naked Gun again recently, the original Naked Gun. But That's, I don't know if those movies are still good, but that saw, sense of humor is... Saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. They're come all dad no jokes, surprise, you know? But I enjoyed it. <laughs> I love dad jokes. I love dad jokes and I love physical comedy. That first scene when O.J. Simpson like w- breaks in and gets shot... And like, do you remember that? Yeah. And he I remember keeps getting caught under the car and and uh, he mm-hmm. like stubs his toe and oh, then he yes, bangs yes. his head on something. He puts his hand on a stove. Mm-hmm. He gets and, his hand and smashed when he's in the, the window. Uh, in the wheelchair and he goes down. Boom, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those, those, that's my kind of. That's right I up my alley. I love the original. Oh, God, nice. it's always gonna be funny. Nice beaver, right? Um, saw Guardians nice of the Galaxy. Keister. It will come as no surprise that I enjoyed it. Regards, Darren. P.S. We are grouped. <laughs> I get um, it. Even though I haven't seen the movie, I get it. Yeah. I, I've, I, uh, this is a, a great mail statement here. Um, mail statements. Mail statements. Mail statements. I would add to that list uh, the, the Savage Steve Holland movies. You know, uh, One Crazy Summer yes. and uh, Better Off Dead. Yes, absolutely. Oh. Excellent films. But speaking of 2D animation, there are some in... Uh, 
in One Crazy Summer. And wasn't there some stop motion too? Uh, With yeah. The hamburger? Yeah. And the Van Halen song? Mm hmm. Oh, Wreck It Ralph. Tyson says Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph was, was definitely. It was strong. Yeah. And then Chris Brown loves The Simpsons movie. Oh, yeah. I love The Simpsons movie. Yeah. I like that, that one too. That's really funny. Yeah. That, that's. I would include spider that. Spider pig, spider pig. I was surprised. Whatever a spider pig does. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised how much I liked uh, The Simpsons movie because I, I thought it would be sort of a watered down extended yeah, episode. No, but it, it was, had its own yeah. stuff. And yeah, and Wreck It Ralph, you just saw it, Tyson? Wow. Um, I th- I've seen that. Oh, you're giving people a break on Midnight Cowboy and you're upset with Tyson for just <laughs> saying well, just Wreck It Ralph? Tyson, Tyson is so clued into to pop culture, I thought he would have been on that. Um, but yeah, that was a great movie. Uh, guys, thank you for the mail sack. And, um, it was like a 40 minute mail sack. It was a long mm-hmm. one. We, we really two covered, weeks, uh, two weeks ago. Covered our asses. You said sack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was turgid this week. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so thank you guys for sending that in. If you want to send stuff in for next week, that's noonerpodcast at gmail dot com, and uh, we're just going to wrap things up. So next week, hopefully, Kruger will be back, and uh, we'll figure out. Oh, somebody asked me what I'm going to do today. Oh, what are you going to do today? I'm going to shave my cats. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. We'll, we'll see, see you next, next week. <laughs> uh, all right. That's great. That's awesome. Will, yeah. you, will you tweet out a picture of your shaven cats? Yeah, I will definitely that's, try. Do they have lice or something? No. It's they're hot. just, they're, yeah, they, they have their fur is about two inches long. And so I, and they're suffering. And so I thought I had to do something about it. And it costs about a hundred bucks to shave one cat professionally. And I thought, damn it. I'm gonna DIY this shit. Do you okay, have will, will uh, band aids? Yeah. Will you, hydrogen will you tweet in tweet in photos of your clawed arms? Just film it. And just yeah. film it. Yeah. Film the whole thing. My, my roommate to is gonna help. I'm totally throwing him under the bus. Oh, good. All right. Well, <laughs> th- if you want to see the the results of that, that's at Emily O'Hara and uh, at Bill Twatterson. It's Tweeterson. So. And Giselle, do you you don't have a Twitter? Do I you? don't have a tweet. Twat. <laughs> What? Uh, but one of those statements is false. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then Keegan says Wall E is heartwarming. Wall E is great. I oh, I've considered yeah. mentioning Wall E. Yeah, yeah. yeah really but good. I have to say it does take a. I, I don't think I dislike it as much as some people, but when they get to the human part, it does lose steam. Emily. Steam. Wait, what's the robot's name that he likes? Eva. 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 <laughs> and I'm at Marty U. And no one we cares. Noon again, Marty. Wow, Aww. it's just like being at home. You are at home. With my parents. Oh. <laughs> All right, we will see you Goodbye, next everybody. Tuesday.
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.